I know driving here, I saw there were a couple other options. But I'm telling you what, what I like, what I feel in this house, I'm glad that I'm in a place where I can be confident that I feel the presence of the Lord. Amen. And you can feel the presence of the Lord. Hey, what a miracle. And that's good because we know that uh, that means that his favor rests upon us. How many likes it when you feel and understand, realize that the favor of God is resting upon you? Oh, don't take that. Don't take that for granted. That's a wonderful thing. So God bless you. You may be seated. And uh, yes, we are missionaries to the country of Austria. We've been there for 10 years. Unfortunately, my family, uh, my kids already started uh, back to school. uh, So they are not with me uh, today, this week. Uh, But uh, they are wonderful people. Well, there they are, as a matter of fact. And that, uh, that, that picture is kind of squished, so they're, they're actually taller than that. But there you go. That's, that. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what they look like. So, and before, uh, I, before I do minister here tonight, um, I, I, I do have a video. It's five minutes, uh, and it's from, the, it's from Austrians. And I think it is really cool uh, for you to see uh, your brothers and your sisters that are on the other side of the world right now. Uh, perhaps we could take a vote if this is okay, Pastor. If you want to watch the video, raise your hand. And that's unanimous. That's unanimous. So, well, let's go ahead and cue that video up. Uh, this is from the, the city of Vienna, Austria, the wonderful saints there. And I think that this will bless you in Jesus' name. We first came to Austria in 2012. Back then, our children, Emery and Silas, were one and four years old. We fell in love with this country. The mountains, the people, the stories, it became our second home. God opened the door for us and we returned to Vienna, Austria in the fall of 2017. Since then, we've been pastoring the COA. Church of Acts. Vor drei bis vier Jahren hat eine Freundin mich zur Kirche eingeladen und ich war damals It was either three or four years ago that I was invited to this church by a friend from school. I was surprised to see that there were people my age who believed in God and that really motivated me to come to a church service. What keeps me in this church is our fellowship and that we can really feel God's presence in our church services. That is completely different to what I used to feel in my old church. 
I am a Sunday school teacher here, and I really enjoy working with the children to see how they are moved by God, how they react to the Holy Ghost, and how much joy they have. I love working with these kids. The Sunday school department really means a lot to me. Eine Umarmung von Schwester Grace. Das habe ich zum ersten Mal gefühlt. The first thing I have felt when coming to church was a huge hug from Sister Grace. Immediately, I felt welcomed. The Holy Ghost was there, and you could feel that the atmosphere changed. I have felt confirmation from God that this church will be my church. I have seen it in his face when he returned home from church. He was different. I looked into his eyes and said, what's wrong? What happened? He said quietly that he got baptized. After some time, I had this moment and I said, yes, I want to come to church with you. That was on Pentecost Sunday. I came to church and there was prayer and a calling for baptism. I immediately stood up and said, yes. I cannot explain what it was, but it came out of my heart. And I feel so at ease and happy about that decision. The multicultural fellowship is very special to me. It is this togetherness and belonging. It's not about age, but everyone is respectful towards one another. What makes this church so special are the people and the Holy Ghost that keeps us people together and fulfilled. <laughs> the alarm clock wakes us up. Then we get dressed and go to the barn to work milking the cows and feed them. When we are done, we get some breakfast. Then we get into the car and we drive to church. If traffic is good, it takes about an hour and a half, but we are very happy to finally be there. To see all of our brothers and our sisters and to listen to the word and worship and praise our Lord. I went to church because of that preacher. In 1992, I was invited to church. I love this church and I am happy that I get to meet God and get to know his love and his mercy and his grace. The truth and the good people, almost all nations are represented and we all have the same belief. We wish we could join our pastor for this deputation to personally say hello to you. We are sending our greetings, our love and prayers. God bless you from the COA Church of Acts in Vienna, Austria. Amen. Isn't that exciting? Amen. Amen. It's just so wonderful to see what God is doing around this world. 
And the kingdom of God is so big. It's so big. There's so many different parts and pieces that are all working together uh, to facilitate what God is doing, especially in these last of the last days. How many knows that we're in the last of the last days? You can see that everywhere. Even people that have never even been into church, uh, some of your co-workers, they will tell you. Uh, they do get the sense that uh, it seems as if our world is just winding down, coming down to the end. And to know that God has called you, me, God has called us to his kingdom for such a time as this. To see a great revival and harvest in our, in our world, something that we have dreamed of, longed for. And I believe that we are seeing it now. We are seeing it now. Can I get a witness? Ah, hallelujah. Amen. To be a part of that. What a fantastic thing that is. God bless you. Let's all stand together. And uh, Pastor already told me that, uh, that he, he didn't actually, I don't think he asked you, uh, but Pastor said that he is, uh, they're going to, you are going to partner with us in missions to reach uh, the rest of Austria. And so thank you. I think you ought to give yourselves a big old hand clap. And uh, it is what it is. There's no shortcuts. That's how the kingdom of God uh, advances. It advances uh, step by step. And those steps, that requires a lot of work and a lot of sacrifice. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes, yes. But it is worth it. Uh, because we are seeing a tremendous transformation happen in the lives of people. And is there anything more beautiful than that? That is the, that is the prettiest thing that you can ever see, the, the life transformation that happens in the soul of uh, somebody who comes to the Lord Jesus. Can I get an amen? amen. Oh, hallelujah. Well, God bless you. As you're standing, let's turn to the book of Luke, the 10th chapter. I'm going to read verse 1, and then we're going to skip a bunch, and then we're going to read verse 17. And I felt the Lord lay this, uh, this verse upon my heart yesterday, and I believe that it's a word for us here tonight. Uh, God speaks to His people. Uh, he is with us. He's with us. He's with us all the way to the end. Whatever it is that God has prepared for us, this city, uh, your state, your family, uh, our lives, the nation of Austria, we do understand that God is with us unto the very end. And over the last five years, we've started two brand new uh, churches, so now we have a total of three churches in the country of Austria. Ah, <laughs> oh yeah. Come on now. Amen. God is with us. God is on the side of truth. And this truth, it will triumph. It's going to triumph, regardless of what in the world uh, uh, somebody might say, what, regardless of what you uh, listen to on the radio, or, or maybe even anybody watch YouTube. Anybody ever watch anything on YouTube? Yeah. It doesn't matter what you watch on YouTube. Amen. The, the Word of God is forever settled in heaven. Amen. And He's with this church. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. So let's read together here. What an incredible moment. Jesus, uh, he was expanding his ministry, let's say. He had already called and ordained the twelve. Now he turns to seventy. It says, after these things, the Lord appointed other seventy also. And he sent them two and two before his face 
into every city and place whither he himself would come. Verse all the way down to 16, he gives them a bunch of different things that's going to happen, things that they should look forward to, uh, different uh, qualifications. It's a wonderful section of Scripture. And then we're going to focus on verse 17. After it was all said and done, after they had gone out for a while, they came back and watch this. And the 70 returned again with joy. They were happy. Something incredible had happened. They said, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Oh, hallelujah. I feel good in the Holy Ghost here tonight. Amen. God, thank you for coming on a Wednesday night. Look at this crowd. we got a beautiful crowd here on the Wednesday night. Don't you love your pastor and his family? I'm telling you, you got some good leaders. The Bible says that the leaders, they watch for our souls. Amen. Can you imagine watching for somebody's soul? Well, I know that you love your pastor, and I know that you pray for them, and you support them and everything they do, and that's only right. And uh, God's going to use us in Jesus' name. Would you put your Bibles down? Let's pray. I'm going to preach the next little moment here. And after we preach, after this word comes forth, we're going to open up these altars. And I, I believe every single one of us that can, we're going to come down. We're going to respond to this word because the Lord, I believe, wants to help us tonight. Man, the Lord sees us. I mean, how many work today? Raise your hand. How many work today? Look at that. Everybody's working. You, you got to work tomorrow again? Raise the other hand. <laughs> uh, but the Lord sees you. The Lord sees us. And the Lord cares more about you, cares more about this church than uh, we could ever understand. And so he sees us here tonight, and I believe that the Lord wants to finish what he's already started. Didn't the praise and worship team do a wonderful job? Those, you guys can sing. You can sing good. That's a good, some people can sing, but if you can sing good, that's an added bonus. Oh, hallelujah. Would you lift up your hands one more time? Let's pray. Say, Lord God, I want you to speak to me tonight. Lord, over the next 30 minutes, if you would help us join our faith together. God, if you could speak to us. If you could breathe something into our spirits tonight. If you could do a mighty work, that's our prayer. Let your will be done tonight. Strengthen us, God. Give us what we need. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Oh, if you believe God's going to help us tonight, won't you shout hallelujah? Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. With the help of the Lord tonight, I feel that God spoke to me to tell you that he... He is better than expected. Better than expected. Turn to your neighbor and say, He's better than expected. Man, God bless you. You may be seated. Now, that's saying something. Uh, if, if, if something's better than expected, do, do you find anything today that is better than expected? You... I, I seen you. You went, oh, I don't know. I don't know. This day, there we go. Maybe you can't go down there. That's impo- is that the, the land of, oh, you can go, okay. I went down there and the mic stopped. <laughs> you see, I was expecting that the mic was going to work, and it got right here, and it stopped working. You see? It, 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 I, anyways. So in the world that we live in, uh, you, you, the, the amount of advertisements that you see every day, it, you don't even realize it. If you would sit there and actually count them, by the time, if you, if you took every advertisement that you saw today, 
we would, fa- we would solve all of the world's problems by Thursday if everything that you saw today did exactly what it said it was going to do. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We live, we live in a world that's so saturated by the, uh, promises, good or bad, and it doesn't really matter, but uh, the, the point is there's all these expectations and all these promises that are out there uh, that I think we spend most of our time um, not ever really uh, seeing our expectations fulfilled. And, and sometimes people have expectations for us, and we we have a hard time meeting other people's expectations. Have you ever failed to meet the expectations of your boss? <laughs> raise your hand. Raise your hands if today you had trouble meeting the expectation of your boss. Right? No, I was kidding. Well, there was a couple of people that did raise their hands. All the expectations that are put, expectations that are put upon a dad the expectations that your family puts upon you that you would feel naturally. A dad says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come home. I, I'm going to be there for you. And then the dad has to go out and he has to fight off the wolves, the wolves that are trying to destroy your family and trying to come at you in life that's just coming at you from all signs. Oh, hallelujah. And sometimes you, you find yourself unable to meet uh, all the expectations that even your family puts on you. A mom, I, I, I've seen that. I, I've seen, I watched my own lovely wife. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. I've watched my own lovely wife stand there and look at her kids, my kids, right in the face and tell them everything's going to be all right. And I know that on the inside, woo, I know that on the inside there's a struggle that's raging. I know that there's a strong mom that's standing there and she's wanting to meet all the expectations that she feels upon herself. But she feels the tension that's there that maybe she might not be able to meet all the expectations that life can bring. Anybody know what I'm talking about here tonight? Expectations. Expectations as those expectations rest upon us. Relationships. That's no wonder why so many relationships uh, end in disaster outside of the church. No wonder that happens. That's a lot of expectations that's just not able to be met. When it comes to those expectations, that's when you really see the, the fault lines in the world. You see the fault line. You see where the cracks are at. All that pressure that's exerted upon people. I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. All that pressure that's exerted upon people that whenever they get into that situation, if they don't have the right help, if they don't have the right uh, structure and support, you see those cracks begin to widen. And before you know it, something has burst. Something has been destroyed. You see how uh, the world fails in those moments. Uh, but it's not, that's not supposed to be how it is. And against that backdrop, we see the Lord Jesus and what he was able to do. What we see in our scriptures, the Bible says that he called uh, the 70. You say, well, why did he uh, call 70? Well, you could maybe say that he was trying to 
I kind of tap into what Moses did, you know, with, remember when he called the 70 elders and he tried to bring him in to, to, to fix what was going on? You could see maybe he did that. There's also this idea that uh, the, the Jews at this time, uh, we do know from history that the Jews believed as kind of just the way that they would live, that there was 70 different um, people groups. There was, there was 70 different nations at this time. And so it could be that Jesus was making a statement. He was saying that, hey, we, you are going to have some expectations. I am going to put some expectations upon you. I am telling you. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus told his church. He said, you are going to go out. You are going to reach every nation. It doesn't matter where they are at. I'm going to give you everything you need to successfully evangelize this world. And he said, I'll tell you what it's going to be. All it takes is one man. Woo! He said, all it takes is one person. I'm going to call 70 because I know that it doesn't matter where that person is at, where that nation is at, how difficult it is. As long as I can get one person there. As long as I can get somebody on the ground. As, somebody is, as long as I can get somebody that says, if you need somebody, God, you can send me. As long as somebody can land on that soil and begin to pray and begin to reach and begin to work the miracles and signs that are supposed to follow those that believe, it can happen. And souls can be converted to the kingdom of God. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes, so it's not a false expectation when Jesus turned to you. When Jesus turned to you, you say, no, that was, the, that was the disciples. No, that was you. We are the disciples of the Lord Jesus. When Jesus turned to us and said, go ye out into all the world. That was not a false expectation. And let me tell you what, that's some good news for us. Because against, against the backdrop of all the failures of this world, and by the way, the world will fail. The world will never meet the expectations that it promises. Anybody have any idea what I'm talking about? The world will always fail. Satan has all of his lies put up. And by the time you meander through life and you get down to the end of all those lies, you're going to find one day that there's no more lies left. The only thing left is, a, if I might say this, is a, is a cold grave. The only thing left is something that's so disastrous and so hateful. Don't you know that the enemy hates us? The enemy hates everybody that's on this earth. He even hates the people that worship him. Ha! Can you imagine that? He hates everybody. So we understand that at the end of the facade of the world is nothing but death. But on the other side stands the Lord Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. 
who will never fail. He will never disappoint. He will never lead you to a place that will cause you harm. He will never let you down. Oh, come on. Aren't you glad that you serve the Lord Jesus? He's the fairest of 10,000. Come on, his beauty never fades. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, somebody shout his name one more time. Come on, we got a message. We got a message. We got a message. Because we stand in the middle of all that blackness. We stand in the middle of all that chaos. When it fails, it constantly fails and brings disaster into people's lives. And there they are, desperately reaching for something that's going to last past today. And here we stand with this wonderful message saying, won't you, won't you thrust your hand into the hand of the master? Won't you thrust your hand into the one who cares about you and that will never let you down? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, turn to your neighbor and say, he's better than expected. Oh, he's better than expected. Oh, what a wonderful thing. In so many ways he was. Whenever he would walk the earth, uh, the, the expected response would be to say no to my dear friend right here. How old are you? Eight. Eight. Man, that's a nice little belt buckle you got there. I got a bunch of Austrians. They want me to bring back uh, southern belt buckles. That's what they told me. I got like five people wanting me to bring me back belt buckles. So I got to get, get me five of those. Where can I get five of those? I need five of them. <laughs> uh, uh, most people, most people would say no to this young man. He's eight. That's what the, that's what those around Jesus said. They said whenever those children came to him, uh, it would be expected. It would be expected that he wouldn't have time for people that were I don't know young, you know, people that maybe uh, didn't reach some sort of level of maturity or whatever. But that's not what Jesus said. Do you remember the words of our Lord and Savior Jesus? He said, no, 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 that's not going to be with me. That's not how it's going to be with me. I'm better than expected. He said, suffer the little ones to come unto me. He brought the littlest, those that are weak, those were, that were down, uh, cast, and, and kind of on the outskirts of society. Every moment of his life, he kept proving over and over again that he, in fact, was better than expected. Oh, hallelujah. Won't you raise your hands and just love them here tonight? Aren't you glad that you serve a God who is better than you could have ever expected? Better than you could have ever expected the Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Clap your hands, everybody. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, praise God. And so here we see uh, these disciples. What an incredible moment. So they had, they had all these promises that were given to them. Uh, Jesus told them, he said, hey, this is how it's going to be. You're going to go into these cities. You're going to go into these towns. Some of them are not going to like you. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. He told them what to wear, how to, how to interact. And he even said, he said, whenever you go in, there's going to be people that are sick. And he said, now, I'm going to tell you, you are going to have this ability to lay hands on the sick. And whenever you lay hands on the sick, they will recover. 
That was the that was the expectation that was put upon those disciples. And so here those disciples are. They're they're going out into the world just like we are. We are going out into the world. We're going out into our world. Our family. Our grandma, our grandpa, our mother, our father, our brother, our sister, our cousin, our uncle. Our extended family, however far that goes. Your neighbors on the right side and on the left side, across the street, if you live in a little suburb. If you live out in the country, you might not have a neighbor. <laughs> but the closest house that's uh, to, your, uh, to your building. And the people that are in your town. The people that are at your job. Uh, the people that are at your kid's school. The, this is our world. And the same command comes down to us. And as we enter into that situation, this text, I believe, has something very incredible for us tonight. Because there was some things that when they got into the middle of the battle, when they found themselves actually walking through life and trying to, to be a Christian, trying, trying to reach our world. I know this. I know that every single one of you wants to reach people more than anything else in this world. I'm 42. I'm old enough to know that. I know that the people that I talk to, the people that attend apostolic churches, I know what it feels like. I know the prayers that we pray. I know the longing that we have to reach people so desperate to somehow to be able to find a way to get in. And so as we're in the, in the trenches, as it were, you were in the trenches on Monday and Tuesday at your job. And you'll be, you're going to go back in the trenches tomorrow. So Thursday morning, you're going to go back into the trenches. Ooh, hallelujah. You're going to go back into the trenches, and there you are with the expectation that God has put upon you, and you're, you're, you're arming, arming yourself with all the verses. Read those later, verse 2 all the way to 16. You're arming yourself with all that. But the incredible thing is that in the midst of that moment, as they were trying their best to impact their world, we see something incredible happens. And what happened was that whenever they got into the middle of it, they began to realize that there were some things made available to them that they had not expected. And that's how it is as we find ourselves in the middle of this battle. After we've already extinguished all of the resources we know. After we've already prayed. After we've already fasted. After we've already done everything it is that we can possibly do. I'm here to tell this church that you just got to understand that our God is better than expected. We will find ourselves in a position where when we don't have anything else to give, when we don't have anything else to do, we can reach over and find something and say, my God, I didn't know that even the devils in hell would be able to tremble at the power that God has put inside of us. Woo! Clap your hands. He's better than expected. He's better than expected. And so it was that those disciples, as they stood there and they had never seen the black darkness 
uh, black darkness extend its grimy fingers through the facade of the physical world. But as those black fingers extended into their life and they saw them for the very first time, they saw wickedness rear its ugly head and begin to somehow interject itself into the physical world. They saw something that they had never experienced before. But the good news was that in that exact same moment, as they reached for God's help, he was better than expected. And Jesus stepped in there and he silenced all the voices of hell. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Ah, I'm glad, I'm glad that I have become aware. I'm glad that I have become aware that as we do our absolute best to be successful Christians and walk a life that's pleasing to God and, and make a difference in our world, I'm glad to know that behind it all, there's that awesome God that's there waiting for us and ready for us. Whenever we get into a situation that's a little beyond our expertise. Anybody ever been in a spiritual uh, situation that was beyond your expertise? Uh, anybody ever seen it? I don't, I don't, this is good for a Wednesday night, I guess. Anybody ever seen a, a devil cast out? Anybody, raise your hand if you've ever seen a devil cast out. Yeah, you see, I still, I still, we still have devils. <laughs> The devils aren't going anywhere. <laughs> I remember being in a service in Vienna one time. We had a bunch of uh, uh, people come in that were from uh, India. And before I knew it, before I knew it, we had a bucket. Somebody said, bring me a bucket. And there we were. We had a bucket in front of people praying for them in the name of the Lord. And there I was. I had just, just gotten there. I was thinking to myself, what in the world? What in the world? You see, you, you find yourself in a situation that you've never been to before. And in those moments, it's good to know. And won't you just go ahead and file it away in your mind? Won't you just go ahead and put it deep within the recesses of your brain? That yes, the Lord is better than expected. And I know that whenever I face something, I can take the, the victories that I've already won. Jesus, uh, he, he instilled this into the, the apostles. It was the apostles that would say, I know that my God is able to supply your needs. And how did he say it? He said, according to his riches and glory. What was that that was inside those apostles? They already understood that God, when it comes to God, he's going to take care of you in a way that's better than you had imagined. Uh, you're, you're not going to be disappointed when it comes to God. Yes, because He is able to supply the need according to something that's beyond our abilities. So whenever we face all the challenges of life, we always understand that He is able to do things in ways that supersede our understanding. Oh, can I get a witness? Hallelujah. Has anybody ever experienced that in your own life? Ah, oh, if you've experienced it, go ahead and shout hallelujah. Amen, amen, that He is able to supply the need according to His riches and glory. Yes, I remember whenever we got uh, here uh, to this summer, traveling in the United States, I was trying to figure out how in the world I was going to move my, my family around the U.S. and travel and all that. And pastor told me, you spend some time in an in a RV, so 
kind of anybody have anybody ever spend any time in an RV here? You have an RV, so that's what I was going to do. I never bought an RV before. I had never even bought a big truck before, and so I said, God, you're going to have to help me. Has anybody ever tried to buy a truck recently? <laughs> he said, I tried. <laughs> uh, so I said, you know what, God, you're going to have to help me. He said, what I need is I need an expensive truck that doesn't cost anything. (laughs) I said, God, you can do it. But the the scripture is trying to convince us that when it comes to him meeting the needs of his precious people, this is how he's going to. You're not going to get to the end of it and be disappointed with how the Lord Jesus provides. Maybe with somebody else, but not with us. Not with the children of the Most High God. With us, we can expect better than we expect. Oh, hallelujah. So I prayed and said, God, you're going to have to help me. And I had one week to buy a truck and a trailer, and I had to do it at a budget. I said, God, you're going to have to help me. So I started praying, and this was on a Monday. I started looking around. I'm from Elwood, Indiana. It's a town of 5,000 people. It's in the middle of nowhere. I started praying and asking, and, uh, and my, my radius, my search radius kept on getting bigger and bigger. And uh, after two days, I was all the way past you. I was in Texas. I was looking at trucks in Texas, looking at trucks in the, the northeast, all the way up to Connecticut. And then about 48 hours into my little uh, panic here, sometimes we panic. Sometimes we forget that he is going to meet or supersede our expectations. <laughs> And about that time, I got a phone call, and a gentleman said, Mr. Pace, he said, uh, I think I have the perfect truck for what you have outlined. But he said, now, unfortunately, I don't know where you're at, but it's in the town, it's in the little town of Elwood, Indiana. Now, now I know what the skeptics say. The skeptics say, well, it's just coincidence, and this is a natural thing that is going to happen. But we, we understand and believe that God is up to something. Because we're always anticipating. I don't know how it's going to happen. But I do know that I'm not going to be disappointed when it comes to the kingdom of God. And so I, I, I told my mom, I was staying with my mom before my, 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 uh, my family got with me, which was a lot of fun. And I said, Mother, I said, I think that I think there's something going on here. I said, won't you go with me? So I'm driving with my mom. My mom's in the passenger seat. And as I'm pulling into this uh, this auto dealership. Now, I'm in Elwood, Indiana. This dealership, you could not have gotten any closer to my house than this dealership that's in the middle of nowhere. After 48 hours of, of literally searching around the, the whole country, this was the closest dealership to my house. I'm pulling in. This happened six months ago. I'm pulling in. As I'm pulling in, my mom from the passenger seat says, Oh, James, look right there across the street. That's the exact model of trailer you've been looking for this whole time. Hey, in what? In about the course of about 30 minutes, I received a truck and a trailer that was exactly what I needed. And I'm telling you, I mean, God bless those guys, but those those dealerships, they didn't make a single cent in what they... (laughs) And what they sold to me. What I'm saying is, our God is better. He's better than expected. 
You can think that you're stepping into a miracle and before the night is done, you're going to have two miracles. You're going to have two miracles. That's how our God works. That's how our God works. Would you stand to your feet and clap your hands? Come on, if you need a miracle in your life, won't you just go ahead and make it up in your mind and say, God, I know that you're better than even what I'm expecting. I know that you're able to do exceeding and abundantly. Is that what the verse says? The verse says exceeding and abundantly above all that we can even ask or think. Oh, hallelujah. Would you raise your hands and just love them? Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, Oh, hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. So there you are. There you are, precious people. I don't even know who you are. I've only been here for like an hour. Let me tell you what, as I look into and into your eyes and just imagine whatever it is in the world that it is that you're facing, all of these things that you're facing. And what I know, I know what it's like to be there and just be thinking, okay, I've only got a couple more days here. Okay, Lord, any time. Just like Martha and Mary waiting on the Lord Jesus and here he is four days late. <laughs> here he is four days late. They're saying, God, Martha and Mary were saying, I remember that sermon that James Pace preached. No, they weren't, because that was 4,000 years ago. But I mean, theoretically, you know, they, they were saying, I know, I know what the Lord Jesus said. I know how much He cares for us. I know how much He loves us. But here we are sitting, and our old brother's been dead for four days. How do you explain that? My dear wife, I wasn't going to say this, but my, I don't want to embarrass my wife. But my wife right now, she's, man, uh, woo, hallelujah. But my precious wife, she battles with hives. And, and she battled with it 14 years ago when we were starting a church in Chicago. And she didn't, and it went away. And I mean, it covers her whole body. Have you ever seen this? When hives break out? I'm going through this right now. So I'm preaching to myself tonight. Because I said, as I was talking to her today, I watched her, and, and those hives are back after 14 years, just completely covering her body. I sat there and I just, I watched her, and I, I watched her being strong for our kids. I watched her being strong for our kids and just telling our kids. That's why I said that. Because she, she tells our kids, everything's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Even though it doesn't, it doesn't.